Well, hello, welcome once again to this episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we converse about it, hence the name Parks and Conversation. And if you've been listening for this long, I hope you would have figured out what we're up to. But if you're a new listener, go all the way back to the beginning and download every episode because we need the downloads. Uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined by my friend Jeremy all the way across town. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, it is definitely, definitely a day. It numbers among the <laughs> days of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a day that will live on for the rest of this day, <laughs> and then it will be tomorrow. So I uh, was looking at our uh, our download trends on the old... Uh, podcastery device that we use mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh i found something interesting jeremy before we jump into the the uh the guts of this episode people other than ourselves are downloading this podcast that's amazing yeah not like tons of people but, well, but people other than us it, i think like, that's the that's the important takeaway yeah. right and it's like people that like it's enough people who are downloading that i'd be like I don't know who these people are. Oh, hi. so if hello, if you are a person who is downloading the show, <laughs> who are that, you? That we'd love to hear us, from you. Right? Yeah, we'd love to know who you are and uh, and how you heard about us. And, you know, you can leave a review on iTunes and all those different things. That'd be great. But also you can send us an email and we do have an email account and I'm going to see what it is right now <laughs> i was like oh this is news uh, to me <laughs> yeah we do i set it up it's a gmail account so i've got okay. that part down oh i can I believe I know, that, I know that part i believe it's parks and convos at gmail.com but let me see here for sure this is all good this is good, <laughs> this is good podcasting good, right good, now good podcastery yeah i can test it uh, i test it too let's just this podcast this episode should just be us emailing each other back and forth well i wasn't i was gonna I, I was the only way i know how to find it right now is to log out of the program we're using and sign back in because oh. that's the email address i have associated with this program but anyway thanks for listening <laughs> and <laughs> send there's an email to parks and convos <laughs> at gmail.com and see what happens and there's twitter if you use that yeah, we're also on the Twitter device, and it is at Parks and Convos. So, yeah, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. Good luck with it. Yeah. yeah oh, no, it's parksandconversation at gmail.com. That is go. the email address. And so please send us an email. Tell us how you heard about us. Um, I'm going to go find a way to remember how to log into that Gmail account real soon, and uh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get back to you. How's that sound? Are you asking me or them? Well, I'm asking the general people uh -huh. of Earth. So, yeah, that'll work, right? Sure, I think so. I think, I think that's what they meant when they said you should drive engagement with your podcast. Mm -hmm. So, find people who aren't married week, yet. Yes, last week I think we lost the opportunity to drive engagement when Mark was going to propose to Anne. Oh, oh, really? shot myself in the foot on this one as I was thinking about it today and getting ready to record this episode. I was like, oh, we should have talked about engagement last week. Uh, 
Well, too late. What are you going to do? So talk about talk about Parks and Rec this week. Yeah, that's what we can do this week. Moving forward to the past episodes, uh, this is season two, (laughs) episode twenty-three, the master plan. The master plan, and uh, this is uh, a a setup for the big season finale. There's so much coming to a head in this episode. There's two major plots. The first, the first plot that we're introduced to is that it's April's birthday. She's turning 21, so she's going to be an adult now, officially, according to the age people. And then the other plot is the city of Pawnee is completely broke, and the government has no money, and so state auditors are coming in. And these state auditors are grim reapers of positivity and honesty combined. Wow. And that's really well put. Yeah. Grim reapers of positivity. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's not often that you see the the Grim Reaper working in tandem with another Grim Reaper. Mm -hmm. But this one is. And it's more like like the Grim Reaper and the uh, upbeat Reaper. But (laughs) Grim Reaper's already kind of branded, so they're going with it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 that sounds thumbs, better it, it, it's like one of them one of them's got a thumbs up and a small side and the other one's got the gigantic scary side yes yes that's it yeah that's that's all i don't think yeah. i don't know one, if that's the, or, the visual that they were going for when they introduced these guys but you know why not yeah or one could just instead of being a skeleton you know in the black robes and everything the other one is Rob Lowe. Yeah, How's just that? playing Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah, Rob Lowe as the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, we should. Okay, who do I write to about uh, another retelling of A Christmas Carol where Rob Lowe plays all the ghosts of Christmas? But just as Rob Lowe, like, like he doesn't yeah, change just at as all. Rob Lowe. <laughs> but he's trying to be, you know, like the, the ghost of Christmas past and present and like he's but he just looks the same for all of them Mm -hmm. but he just has to act differently which i have not seen many movies or shows with rob lowe where he really acts differently so like this is probably the biggest stretch i've ever seen him do comedic work um but he's generally kind of the same so it'd be fun anyway that's a bad idea never mind cancel that mr hollywood so uh, let's just jump into this episode. How's that sound? Oh, that's good. Let's talk about this. Okay. First impressions as we are walking through this. What was your first impression of this episode other than the Grim, Rip- Grim, Rip- Grim Reapers of Positivity? Uh, that's, that's an, that would make an awesome band name. Um, I, I, like, I, I like this episode quite a bit um, because it introduces the said Reapers and uh, just really, really launches this whole entire show forward at this point. So, um, knowing what's coming up, of course we always say that, but you know, this, I thought it was a really good shakeup and, and the end of the, even this episode, this episode could have been almost like a end of the season, like it ended on a cliffhanger. So it was really late when I watched this and I wanted to watch the next one and I already know what happens. So it was, I, I liked it. What about you? Yeah. I, I love this beginnings of what's happening in this episode. I do mm-hmm. think that it, it is made for two 
like a two for one situation. Like these should go together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There and, wasn't as many but, like jokes and stuff in this one, but yeah. Yeah. And looking at the credit scene, like I see like that credit scene is a perfect credit scene for today and we'll get to it. So like if it was two episodes back to back, I don't see how they would have done it any other without with and not kept the credit scene. So I just I'm just going to have to release desire and just say, oh, no, this is two episodes. It was always two episodes and we're just going to be okay with it. Yeah, (laughs) just going to be okay with it. I'm a grim reaper of positivity. I hope you I hope you make it. I've been taking a lot of vitamins lately, so <laughs> yeah, supplements. Um, yeah, well, I've been taking emergency since March because I heard <laughs> there's a virus. <laughs> so every day I have a packet of emergency and then I've been taking four vitamin D pills um, since like mid-September because it's like, oh, this isn't going away. I should take more, more vitamins. So and I haven't had a cold since last October. So I'm doing great. Doing wow. great. Yeah. I haven't so left this, my house this, in six months. So, you know, that's, that's my vitamins. <laughs> yes. Vitamin, vitamin yeah. stay at home. <laughs> vitamin isolation. Mm-hmm. Why do they stop? Can I, I, okay. I know we should talk about parks and rec, but there's so many questions I have. What's, what's stopped like, us in the wh- past? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, hi, hi, new listeners. Um, <laughs> if, uh, so, so we've got all of the vitamins, right? We've got A, mm-hmm. and then B, and C, and D, mm-hmm. and E, and, and you know, not every letter is represented. Like, there's no vitamin J, right? Which, if I ever played basketball, I think that would be, there's already a Dr. J. I would go with vitamin J. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because, because laughter is the best medicine. So I think it's so J is for jo- jokes, yeah. Got it. Okay, great. It's okay, an that, that helps. Yeah. Okay. So the B vitamin... Like they really like crammed them all in there. Like there's B, B3, omega fatty acids, <laughs> B6, B12, but there's no like B7, B5, but there's like all these numbers for B. Like why can't like B6 be actually C? Do you know what I mean? Like why did they just cram them all in with vitamin B? Well, b- the thing I don't know. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. So. All right. I don't know. Well, we're 10 minutes into this episode and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the cold open. <laughs> Let's so do it. It's April's birthday. Oh, it's April's birthday. birthday. And Leslie got her a gift and it was cool documents. <laughs> that is <laughs> April's response. Cool documents. And it is her new hire application. It's her ID badge. It's her first paycheck all framed together. Um, you know, as a way to celebrate April uh, for her birthday. Some of this Leslie had to steal from April somehow. So, um, yeah, so April's response is just cool documents. Ron gives her a gun. <laughs> so different kinds of gifts. And uh, Ron knows everything about this gun. And I didn't have time to write down all the things he said about the gun. But uh, he was he thought it would be the perfect gift for April as she turns 21. When Tom sees the gun, he runs away into another room. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of reactions to this gun. Um, and uh, Ron says he's going to hold on to it and you know, until like she can get licensed up and everything. And yeah, that's a good plan. And uh, the, the talking head, you know, Ron is uh, he's always honest with us in the talking head. And here he says, I have to confess, I'm regifting. <laughs> so 
this is a gift that somebody gave to Ron and he's passing it on to uh, to April, which uh, this raises a question for me. If if somebody gifted you a gun, mm-hmm. what how how would you react? If somebody gifted you a gun. Oh, man, I, I, that's a good question. Um, I check to see if it's loaded, I guess. Uh, uh-huh. Probably uh-huh. point pointed around wildly uh pretend it's like a stick up yeah. situation um <laughs> yeah good you know, solutions like michael like michael scott in the office every 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 conversation from that point on in the night would involve a, a hold up with guns probably with, okay, with a real with gun. actual guns not pretend actual guns. guns no no not pretend yeah. gun anymore so that's probably yeah. i think that's how i would react um but mm. mostly just why why do you why did you think i need this so yeah what about you? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say thanks. So, um, <laughs> man, I thought we were having like a I deep, would, yeah. uh, deep conversation <laughs> about, uh, gun ownership and gun rights, but no, you know, let's just neat. Hey man, a gun, I, neat. you know, honestly, I would be I would probably like, uh, did you keep the receipt for this? <laughs> I don't want this, <laughs> but like, at what point is, so like Ron is gifting a gun that yeah. was given to him. Right. So as a responsible gun owner, like there are steps that you should have to take, right. To transfer the gun to somebody else. Sure. Do you think Ron is going to do any of those things? I don't know. Cause did he do that in the, in the beginning? Also, does he have so many guns at this point that he's like, I don't need this other gun. I'll just gift this to somebody else. Right. Like I'm, I'm lousy with guns over here. Yeah. So I only have so many guns. Yeah. I only have so much space under my pillow. It does have a cool case though, which, you know, it's like in like a, a, like a CD case with egg crate foam in there. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that seems super secure. <laughs> so it's just walking be, around with it. Gotta be gentle with it. Yeah. Well, it, this is one of the many questions I have about guns. Like if you are carrying it around and it's not like on your holster, but it's just around you, like quick. Let me get this gun out of this safety pouch. Like, how much time do you think you have with this gun to defend yourself? I don't know, but if it's or, a hard case, at least you can throw it that as well. So it's one more weapon. Right. But, but now they have your gun. It's just got a zipper. Like, it's not locked up. The other side of this is like, if you have a gun and it's like, I have this gun for self-defense. Cool. You're allowed. It's, a, it's your right as an American to own a gun. I get it. But if you keep your gun like in your garage for self-defense and somebody breaks into your house where you sleep, uh, that gun's not going to do you any good, right? I don't think so, unless you're sleeping in the garage. Which could be the case. I don't know how people sleep. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, Ron's regifting. So that's that's fun. And then uh, does that go to the credits right after that? Yes. And it goes to credits. Um, and then, uh, it cuts to a Andy at the shoe shine stand with Kyle and <laughs> Kyle, uh, is great. I love Kyle so much. Uh, and Andy is like, oh yeah, I'd love to hear about your family vacation. And then April shows up. He's like, oh, thank God, get out of here, Kyle. <laughs> so <laughs> just, I love his reaction and interactions with Kyle. Um, and, uh, so April is inviting Andy to her birthday party which we're going to find out is at the snake hole lounge, which sounds like a terrible place for a birthday party. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's really excited to go to her party. And he's like, I wrote a song about you. 
I'm not going to tell you about it yet, uh, but it's named after one of the months of the year. And April says, oh, so it's April. <laughs> like, oh, no, but that'd be really good. <laughs> so great. <laughs> no, that'd be really good, though. Yeah. Uh, so did you did you notice uh, the, the high, they high fived um, when they when she came up and they did the top gun high five. And right. I just and the, and the only reason why I bring that up is because you, you got to kind of know the person that you're high fiving that you're going to go for that, because if one person goes for it and the other one doesn't, they don't know what's happening. You're doing this weird arm swing motion. The other person is standing there. So the fact that they pulled off the top gun high five, I thought was kind of cool because they're they're good. They're already good friends. They know each other really well. So, yeah, high fives yeah. signify closeness. <laughs> I don't well, know physical closeness for sure because you have to be within arm reach. Yes, but to do the circle high five, you have to be even closer because you got to be like side by side at least. But right. it does take a certain level of coordination, and I've never successfully done the uh, the Top Gun high five in a way that made me feel cool in any way. <laughs> there's, there's still time. So, you can practice. I know. I'm, I mean, you know, maybe my New Year's resolution is to, <laughs> to finally get that figured out. And I've got a couple more weeks on I'm that rooting, New Year's resolution. You, so, yeah. I just found out. I mean, I'm going to have to lose like 60 pounds in three weeks. So it's going to be rough. <laughs> uh, good luck. So, good, um, good luck. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, then it cuts to Leslie and Anne at Anne's house. And Leslie is reading to her passages from the annual budget, which sounds boring. But Leslie has a great way of zhuzhing up the budget. She adds Jack London quotes. And uh, that's a lot. Uh, uh, and Jack London is talking about seizing life by the by the horns and like going for it. Don't wait, be the master of your own destiny and dream big, all these different things. And so she's throwing these quotes in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's so good. It's exciting. Otherwise it's just a collection of spreadsheets, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you going to do? So she's going to make it stand out and you can tell her section of the master plan because it's a different color paper than the other <laughs> paper in the master plan. So Leslie's really going for it. A lot of work um, has been put into that. Yeah. And uh, she does ask, Anne, isn't it so awesome that you can't stand it? And my note was, it is not so awesome. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. This is also where Anne tells Leslie that uh, she broke up with Mark, which, I mean, I could hear even as I was rewatching this just in my own house, I could hear rejoicing across the land. Khaki <laughs> pants is leaving. He's almost out of here. Fantastic. And uh, so they broke up. And so it's super weird because she was going to come by to the meeting or something um, and, and said, said, no, I shouldn't do that. It's still weird with Mark. So, yeah, so they broke up um, and. Yeah, we were all very happy with that. So then cuts back to the office and Tom is hyping up this birthday party for a 21 year old at the Snake Hole Lounge, which he is a, you know, minor shareholder in. And uh, he's using this as an opportunity to invite every attractive woman from the office to come to April's birthday party. They even get a discount. It's only $15, but say his name at the door and it's $13.50. So significant Baller. discount. <laughs> wow. $13.50. What? 
what a tremendous deal. Um, later we will see Tom promoting the snake hole lounge. Um, and, uh, yeah, he gets a little bit more, uh, smooth about how he does that in the future. But this one is all about him just trying to find a lady, uh, to ill effect. So, um, Ron and Leslie go to the budget meeting and Ron is not really looking forward to that because it is a meeting. Um, and, uh, I love his, his, uh, talking head which explains some of his philosophy about governance and he's like you know as a libertarian this is terrible but the it seems like the worst thing is that they really cheap out on the snacks <laughs> at the meeting <laughs> and and so he's this libertarian who wants the government to spend money on better snacks mm-hmm. yeah it, which just screams so much to me about libertarians <laughs> 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 I don't want you to do anything unless it's better for me. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Ron nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Like, yeah, well, that's the exact libertarian philosophy in every libertarian conversation I've ever had with somebody. Like, I'm a libertarian. It's like, well, what does that mean? It's like, I only want good roads that I drive on. Right. And where are the <laughs> snacks? Yeah. And did you eat, like, he names specifically Hydrax cookies. <laughs> Did you know there was imitation Hydrox? I didn't. <laughs> and then they're not bad. <laughs> Did you know this though about the Hydrox cookie? The Hydrox came before the Oreo. Yeah, I did. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That is I interesting. Mean, mildly, it's something to make note of. I mean, it definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, it happened. It happened. <laughs> it did happen. So, uh, yeah, so they're going to go to this budget meeting. And when it gets there, Ron is looking at the cookies and stuff like lifting them up. And (laughs) he's really examining the uh, the cheapo cookies. And Paul, uh, the city manager, comes in and he says, look, I know you all prepared your budget plans and all this. But because of the gridlock at City Hall, we're postponing all decisions indefinitely. And April, uh, Leslie's like, when is that? And he's like, after now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Paul is just like not having it with Leslie like af- later like I don't know not now so um, <laughs> yeah and so he tells him that the state auditors are coming and Leslie is upset because like she knows like these auditors are not coming in to say like hey great job everybody but to cut their services and to uh, reduce budgets and all that stuff and Ron as a libertarian he is very in favor of cutting the government's government programs <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so he's telling Leslie, like, there's nothing we can do. And Leslie's just getting more and more upset. And he says, what do we do when we get upset? And they count backwards from a thousand by sevens and think of warm brownies. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, go do that in your office. And Leslie gets back to <laughs> her normal comebacks when yeah. like her childish ways here. You go do that in your office. Let's wait for the auditors. You wait for the auditors. It's like, yes, Leslie, you are truly, truly Leslie Nope all the way through. So, um, yeah. Am I missing anything so far? I, there was so much happening. I was taking notes and I just want to make sure. Did you, did I miss anything that you noticed? No, no, you're, you're, you're okay. killing it right now. Yeah. I'm killing it. All right. Yeah. So this is where things get uh, a little bit more complicated for Andy because he goes and he asks Tom for some advice about dating younger women um, because he's still really into April and she's 21 and Andy's 29. 
So he asks Tom, like, hey, what's the rule? And Tom's rule is half your age plus seven. And uh, Andy can't really do math. And as I was thinking about this episode, took notes, and like one thing I said, I looked over to my wife, and I was like, there's so much math in this episode. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot. And, and, you love, uh, and you love you love math. Oh, do I? No, that was no. sarcastic. That was a sarcastic comment. <laughs> Yeah, like I felt like Andy in this moment where it's like half your age plus seven. I was like, uh, 29 <laughs> divided by, I was like, I get it, man. Nope. This is tough. <laughs> and, uh, and so the, the math comes out to 21 and a half. It would be, uh, the age for, for somebody that would be appropriate for Andy to date. And then he's like, what if they're just a little younger than that? And Tom said, oh yeah, that's totally fine. You can always go younger, which, uh, Tom, uh, you know, Tom's a creep. And so Andy, his talking head later is like, Tom says it's okay. That probably means it isn't okay. <laughs> right. So yeah. why did you go to him yeah. in the first place? You know? Yeah. So Tom has had in this whole time, a wife that is a green card marriage. Yes. Like, he's never had a girlfriend. Like Andy has no experience with Tom actually having any experience with women that are actually into him. So, um, yeah, so Tom is, um, yeah, Tom tells him it's okay. Andy's like, oh, it's probably not okay. And uh, yeah, but I was thinking about this scene in particular with the math and then also the budget. Like Andy, could it be that Andy is Pawnee? And like, he's a whole big ball of energy and fun and positivity. That's just really bad at math. and. <laughs> That's how you see Pawnee. Yeah. And this is how they got themselves into this budget problem. They don't know how to do math. And uh, so Andy, who's grown up his entire life in Pawnee, he is himself Pawnee. It could be like one of those movies where like it was a dream all along. (laughs) And the dream is Andy or Andy's (laughs) dream. And he's he has made this fictional universe that he lives within about his anyway and then after that um (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know i just was thinking there's a lot of funny little like this is a math episode it's math centric and here's tom uh tom and andy andy's having a a math problem uh like the whole town so um (laughs) anyway that's it that's all i thought cuts to ann and mark they're meeting uh and Mark is just trying to understand, like, why did we break up? I thought things were going great. And Anne tells him, like, hey, you need to miss the other person. And, um, you know, there's times where you need to fight and, like, work it out. And we never fought and all this different stuff. And uh, Mark's takeaway is I should have yelled at you more. (laughs) So I just can't. I can't with this Mark guy. (laughs) Just. (laughs) I I just need him. To leave <laughs> soon, soon, so, my friend, soon. One more episode with Mark. More. Oh, he's the worst. He just is so terrible, and like his world starts falling apart. And I don't, I don't, I don't like to uh, gloat when people's worlds start falling apart. But something was going to happen here in this episode shortly that I just, it just made me so happy um, <laughs> because he's khaki pants and he's the worst. So. Uh, cuts back to the, the office and they're Ron and, and 
Ron says to Leslie, hey, the auditors are coming. And so the uh, Jerry's like, they're coming and they're going to they're going to fire people. And he says, I'm two years away from my pension and this is terrible. Um, hi, Judah. That's my son <laughs> getting water. Hello. I'm recording a podcast right now and I don't do <laughs> editing. So bye. Yep. OK. Wow. <laughs> It's not like I'm doing this in secret. Like I said, I'm going to go record a podcast. And then uh-huh. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Time, time to get some water. <laughs> I'm thirsty now. So um, where are we? Yeah. Uh, Jerry. so Jerry's like, I'm two years away from my pension. And that's something that is a callback to a couple episodes ago where Jerry like broke his or dislocated his shoulders. Like, yeah, they can make fun of me all they want. I'm almost out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's coming back again. Like, hey, I'm two years away and I'm going to lose it all. Um, and uh, but then we meet the, uh, the the state auditors and the the first uh, people that we think are the state auditors are. Uh, two very old, old, old people who uh, are actually there for divorce violence. Um, fourth floor, and uh, and then after them comes in Ben uh, and Chris. Chris Traeger, played by Rob Lowe, and I always forget when I watch rewatch this show the first intensity of Chris Traeger when he meets them. And he stares at them and says their name again, pointing in their face. Ron Swanson. Leslie, nope. Like the intensity uh, is a lot. Um, it's off putting. And uh, he, bet Chris is the the Grim Reaper of positivity, right? Yeah, and and one of the things I noticed too that I thought was really cool about what they did with his character was the two old people that were like dressed in leather, they're like old, like super old bikers. You know, they were expecting yeah. the auditors, and when Leslie turned around, she screamed, she jumped because they were they scared her. They like just their appearance and stuff. But then in comes Robin and, or sorry. Um, yeah. Chris ben and Ben and Chris. Chris, Chris and Ben. And when Chris walks by, he just looks at him and goes, hi, and just smiles and says hi to them and then walks by. So like he is, he's genuinely like, he didn't look at him and like, give him a side eye. Like, Whoa, you guys are weird looking. He's just like, hi, like that's who he is. It's not an act. And there was like his first line was just positive to people that scared even Leslie which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Leslie is generally the, the optimist of this whole series. Um, and here she's being out optimisted. Yeah. By, by Chris. Right. Good. Uh, yeah. So, um, Leslie offers a tour and Chris is like, there's nothing else I would rather do than have a wonderful tour by (laughs) Ron Swanson and Leslie. Nope. And what do you think about that, Ben? And Ben's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> so, um, so they go and do the tour and, um, Ben is much less positive than Chris. You can see in all of this, like he is like mm-hmm. rolling his eyes. Every time it cuts to Ben, he's rolling his eyes. He's looking up. He's trying to avoid really making any kind of personal connection with the people of this department because he knows that he's, his job is to bring pain into the situation so mm-hmm. that they can turn, turn around and get back into health. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, you, like so, on one hand, on one hand, you got Chris who's out positiving Leslie. So the, the most positive character in the show so far, and then you've, you've got Chris and then on the other end of the spectrum, you kind of have like April and then now Ben, who's even more of a downer in his own way. Like, you know, he, he's so serious. He's not in any way, shape or form funny. 
And so we have these these two opposites, not just between Chris and Ben, but even in the cast themselves, they're they're on each end of the spectrum, which I thought was was kind of cool too. Yeah, it's kind of like a if you had a uh, a a quadrilateral graph, right? Like a y axis mm-hmm. and an x axis. Not to get all mathy, um, but uh, this and is so the you've got like right, you've got a. Um, Positivity to negativity could be the up and down axis, which I believe is Y. And then the X axis would be like seriousness and funny. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Andy would be like way high, funny, way high, um, not serious. Right. Right. Or way uh, positive and funny. Chris would be kind of more towards the middle, but like even higher on the positivity side of things. Yeah, uh, and Ben would be on the very, very bottom of the po- of <laughs> of ne- the negativity line, um, and April would be on the negativity line, but all the way over towards the funny, sarcastic side of things, right? Yeah, Ben Ben is lower left corner guy. Yeah, yeah. So we could chart them all out later. I'll 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 find a Buzz Buzzfeed quiz or something. Um, they've, I'm sure they've already done this. <laughs> so, I swear, if I t- if uh, I take one and I end up as Mark Brandanowitz, I quit. I'll just, I'll just quit the podcast now. <laughs> I feel like that's who I would get. No, no, no. You you can't. I think you'd probably be more like that guy who chants ham and mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes I feel more like the old guys in the park waiting for the end of the world. So, you know, either way, whatever works. Hell's Orb. Hell's Orb. Oh, oh, man, I'm so excited for that episode. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So, all right. Uh, Yeah, so then, um, you know, Chris tells everybody like, hey, you know, I know you're thinking, oh, budget auditors, we're going to mess everything up. He's like, no, think of us like a a carousel. We're going to repaint we're going to fix the speaker box we're going to get the kids back on the carousel and it's going to be super fun uh and everybody's like yeah all right huzzah and then he's like all right i'm gonna take off and my partner ben here he's going to uh meet with you guys for a few more minutes <laughs> so he's out of there and then ben uh and leslie and ron are meeting and ben is just right down into it he's opening up the book the binders and like saying where do you think there's waste in our office and at the same time, Ron and Leslie give responses that are completely opposite. Like there are none is like, where do I start? And, uh, and so Ben is like, all right, we'll, we'll work through this and we'll start with, um, people. And she's like, what do you think about, uh, Jerry Gergich? And I love Leslie's like, he's beloved. He's, uh, an institution. He's great. And like, the whole time Ron is just shaking his head. <laughs> like, no, like we wouldn't miss him. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, Ron is eager to watch Ben cut this budget. And so he, every time Ben is talking about like, we're going to do, we have going to do this. Ron is like, yes. And he's giggling. Um, and uh, Leslie is like, you are a jerk. And this, these are real people with real jobs and, and real feelings. And this building has feelings. And Ben's response is the building has feelings. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so Ben's like, I'll just get everything I need from the spreadsheets. And he leaves. And Ron's response is so great. His uh, his response is, "What's a what's a non-gay way to ask him to go camping with me?" <laughs> uh, so they're just having a different kind of day. Ron is like, yeah. "Yes, he's finally." Um, he does ask at one point, "What exactly will you be cutting, and how much of it? And can I watch you do it while eating pork crackles?" <laughs> so 
this is this is like his favorite day ever. Um, so they then cut to the snake hole lounge where um, uh, at party we see uh, John Ralphio hit on April right away. Uh, Donna buys April a birthday shot and April's like, you know, now that it's legal for me to drink, I'm not really that interested. And so Donna takes both <laughs> of the shots, uh, cause Donna's a baller. And then, uh, oh, no, she, she, she doesn't just take, she doesn't take both shots. Like one after the other, she takes them at the same time. Same, same time. Yes. Donna, Donna's Donna not messing around. She's like, well, I already got him, So I'm going to drink them. Might as well be more efficient. And, uh, so then it, and and Leslie are meeting at the party and, and it's like the park is on hold, I guess. And Leslie's like, I guess I just, I don't know. And, and is like, you should just do make your own plan and you know, like control your own destiny. And her response is, I can't play God. I can't play an angry God who had fired Jerry for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you would fire Jerry. Well, <laughs> and Jerry's at this party too, which I find right. hilarious. Like Jerry is always out of place at this part at these parties, but here he is. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so Ann and Leslie, their plan is just to go get super drunk, which they're at the right place. It's a bar. So Mm -hmm. they go get super drunk. Uh, and, uh, Tom is using this party to hit on every girl. Um, and he has a whole plan. He's gives these girls, these bottle caps so that they remember him. Um, and that backfires, but he does hit on every girl and every girl that he hits on puts drinks on his tab. Uh, and that will come into play later. Andy shows up in his nicest flannel shirt mm-hmm. um, and offers to buy April a drink. And so she's like, yeah, whiskey, neat. And Andy's like, oh, wow. All right. You're not messing around. So he goes to the bar and then uh, John Ralphio, as it cuts to Andy going to the bar, you see John Ralphio just totally dancing by himself. Right. Like just really going for it. Um, and uh it, drunk and meets Andy at the bar and starts asking, Hey, when, when we were together, you know, did we, <laughs> did you miss me? And he's like, Oh yeah. All the time. He's like, yeah. Right. And, and like, she's like remembering like how great Andy was. Um, and like how much she loved Andy and Andy is just like, okay, whatever. And like, yeah, I'm just a nice person. Uh, but April sees this and she's like immediately gets jealous of and and Andy, and so she starts. She grabs John Ralphio, and now John Ralphio is her date at her birthday party, <laughs> um, which is weird. And so Andy gets the drink. He goes back over, and I, he's giving her the whiskey. And then John Ralphio hops over. He's like, "Hey, I'm John Ralphio." He's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm Andy." He's like, "Andy, that's an all right name." <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's and cool. I've done that to people after watch, after watching this episode. Like I'm like, "Oh, that's an all right name." <laughs> <laughs> like jokingly to see if right. they know sure. about this episode sure. <laughs> it doesn't always work <laughs> um but uh andy is uh, john ralphio is just a super creep as we are learning um yeah. and andy is like all right well i guess april and and john ralphio are together he's like i thought she was into me i guess i'm just really bad at reading signs that ralph macchio guy is a super <laughs> douche yeah <laughs> ralph macchio um so yeah so now tom can't find the bottle cap that he gave the girl to, uh, uh, what, which is what, driving what, crazy. What is the being a non-baller myself? Uh, what what was his plan? I, I guess I never understood that. Like he asked okay. for it later, and I then too what? am a non-baller. I'm sorry, I lost you there, Jeremy. But 
I too am a yeah. non-baller. And the uh, what I understand is he's talking about the game. The game is a guy who made this book about how to date. And mm-hmm. it had all kinds of different things. So like uh, when he went out with Mark to meet women and he's like, he's peacocking. Yeah. That's a part of the game. Okay. And so he is uh, putting into uh, practice what he read about from the game. And so this whole thing is like, you give them this little token of memory, like remember me and then I'll come back and I will remind you, Hey, I gave you that ball cap. What are you doing later? So that's his plan. But because he's giving everybody a, bo- a bottle cap and because everybody's putting their drinks on the, on his tab, Everybody can see right through that, that Tom is a creep. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Andy then is now being rejected by April, hanging out with Sean and Malway Tweep, and they're kind of flirting and talking. And she's like, I should have read an article about you. And he's like, oh, yeah. And, and then uh, he's like, how old are you? And she's 25. And so he's doing the math again. More <laughs> math in this episode. Um, but he's doing the math wrong because he is thinking – when he, cause he calls over Mark and tries to ask how old, uh, how old is, what is half of 29 divided by seven plus five? And then, or what, whatever the math equation is supposed to be. And then he <laughs> says, oh yeah, I'm younger than I'm older than that. <laughs> so, uh, he's doing the math all wrong. And then he's like, he introduces Shauna and, and Mark again. And like, she was like, oh, we've already met. He's like, oh yeah, you guys hooked up. Uh, <laughs> so, and Mark is like, oh, even, even Andy is with uh, her now. Okay, this is great. Everything about my life is wonderful. Andy's getting everybody. Um, so uh, then we also see that Ben comes to the party. And Ben wants to, you know, like get a fresh start on the relationship with Leslie. It's like, I feel like we came across the wrong foot. And um, and uh, Leslie and Anne, when they see Ben, they're like, I just need to be really professional. <laughs> right? <laughs> And, uh, and, and Anne is there to like back Leslie up and she's like, look, Leslie comes over and he apologizes. And Leslie's like, look, you shouldn't be here. You want to fire everybody. And I talked to everybody in this bar and nobody likes you and nobody <laughs> wants you. You're like, oh wow. You talked to everybody. That must have taken a while. I was like, yeah, it did. And then, so he leaves and, and is like, Leslie, that was so professional. <laughs> you can just see the drunk pride on yeah. Leslie's face. Like I, I handled that with a plum. Um, so yeah, so she's doing great. And, uh, next day Anne is in Leslie's office, like super hungover and like, ah, this is not good. She finds, she's like, I think I made out with somebody. And Jerry comes in and is like, Hey, that was a pretty wild party. <laughs> and he's touching his mouth and everything. Oh, so and, gross. and Jerry and let, and it's like, Oh my gosh, did I make out with Jerry? And he's like, I left at 11 and you guys were still raging. Like, Oh yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so it wasn't Jerry, which is nice. Um, so, uh, so the Leslie's like, okay, I'll find out who you made out with. But then Ron yells from across the room, uh, across the office. And, uh, he goes in and I love Ron's response. Did you enjoy your second loud conversation with Ben, the state auditor? <laughs> he holds your face in his hands like a bird. And, uh, so Leslie goes to apologize and, uh, she sees, she sees Chris, uh, and Chris tells us that he's super positive and he believes that. He, Doctors believe that somebody is alive who's going to be 150. And Chris says, I believe that I'm not that person. Um, so he takes all these vitamins and all these different exercises. He's just a really fit dude, which is going to be a part of his 
whole character for the whole series, which is great. He's funny. Um, and uh, so sits down with Ben and Leslie and Ben and Leslie start talking and uh, they kind of get more angry again because um, she keeps blaming him for the problems. And Ben is like, it's not my fault. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like your government did this. I'm here. And he's just she's just getting more and more upset. And he's like, we should go get a beer. And it's like, it's 1030. Yeah, it's a fine. So this is like the the most chill Ben we're probably ever going to see. Like, right. yeah, let's just go 1030, go get a beer on a work day. So, um, yeah. And uh, so <laughs> then uh, Andy and Ann are talking and she's like, Andy, we know we don't get the whole conversation, but Andy's like, wow, that was really irresponsible of you. Like, I can't believe you did that. That's really dangerous. And I'm going to enjoy watching you dangle while I wait to tell you that we did not make out last night. <laughs> so it's like, okay, good. It wasn't him. So then Tom goes to the snake hole ranch to settle his tab and he meets Lucy and they start, Yay! they have a great connection and Lucy's great. Um, and uh, there's more math in this episode, uh, this part of the show as well uh, for Tom's plan of hooking up with anybody. Uh, but when he tried to hook up with everybody, total failure, um, a lot of math involved there. And then, uh, Cuts to the the hallway and Andy's sitting on a bench and Shana says, I don't know what you were thinking. Andy responds, just now, nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and then this is where Andy tells her like, you know, I don't think we should get together. I kind of already like somebody. Um, and talking head for Sean is like, I can't even get the shoe shine guy, <laughs> which which sends Shauna on a journey of discovery and personal growth uh, in the future. Like she really does like start like to evaluate her life choices. So um, yeah, so that's great. And uh, Ben at the bar, they're drinking a beer. Uh, he tells her like, Hey, you know, uh, he's doing this because he wanted to make up for the past basically. And we find out that Ben ran for mayor when he was 18 years old and won. And then two months later, completely bankrupted his home city of Partridge, uh, Wisconsin, Partridge, Minnesota. Oh, where's Minnesota, Partridge, Minnesota. And, uh, so he bankrupted the whole thing with ice town and, uh, it was just not a bad scene. So now he's doing these budgets to uh, be taken seriously. (laughs) Yeah. He got impeached as an 18 year old. He's like, the worst part was my parents grounded me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, which, it, I, you know, there's so many things about the way people decide to vote for things um, and why <laughs> those people get elected. Huh. We don't have time to get into today, but another time. Um, yeah. So Ben is trying to show that he's a responsible grown up. It's like, look, you got to be harsh. Sometimes you got to make tough decisions. And he's like, you want to run for office someday, right? And Leslie's response is like, how did you know? You know, and so like we start to get some important connections here between those two. Like there's a lot of similarity between them on their their shared goals and like who they want to be. They want to be taken seriously. And, you know, Ben is doing the work to be taken seriously. It's hard to do after you bankrupt a a town. And then also at your inauguration, they your your inauguration song is Woomp, there it is. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why as soon as that started happening, like people around this town might have just looked around and like, what did Oops. we just do? <laughs> they could have had a Jason Bateman, a, a rest of development thing where like, I have made a terrible mistake. Um, oh, that's Job. 
ah, it's Job. I've made a terrible mistake. Um, yeah. So uh, then they go to um, Ron and April, and April's just sitting at her desk, just humming despondently, like just hmm, which mm. <laughs> <laughs> is weird. Uh, and Ron comes out like everything okay? He's like she's like yeah. Hmm. And uh, Ron then <laughs> taps her on the shoulder to console her. He has no words. He has nothing to say. He doesn't know how to respond to this act, this moment. Um, but that really, like, you could see April, like, it meant the world to her that he cared about her, even though it was one of the most awkward things in the world. Um, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so they go to meet with Ron or with, with Ben and Chris and Anne comes along for some reason and Anne finds out that she made out with Chris. Uh, and it cuts to all these scenes at the bar where they're doing karaoke and um, uh, it's not good. And then I wrote, I wrote down drunk montage. Yeah. A drunk montage. And she kisses Chris and Chris is like, we should get you in a cab and like sends her home. Um, and he's like, Hey, I'd love to chat with you some more. So back to the office, I'd love to chat with you some more. Uh, can I call you? And he's like, uh, do you have my phone? number?" I was like, no, you couldn't remember your phone number. So you gave me your phone, <laughs> 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 which is like, Oh wow. So they go into the perfect, office and perfect, perfect logic. Yeah. <laughs> you keep drunk. Logic <laughs> is, <laughs> it's irrefutable. Drunk logic is like, yeah, I guess, uh, you gave me your phone. Um, and so, uh, so Leslie's like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about this. And she's like, yeah, good job. That's a way to go making out with this guy you don't know, uh, which sends mixed signals. Um, <laughs> and so they talk through some of the the plans that Leslie's making. And they're like, well, it's all moot because it's even worse than we thought. Cliffhanger. To the credit scene. And it's an Andy is singing his song about April. And the song is called November. <laughs> And my favorite line from the song <laughs> is November, your bangs are cute. <laughs> yeah. Spread your wings and fly. <laughs> I want to go on a date with you, November. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And he's like, that song is about April. <laughs> so, and that's the credits. Good episode. There's a lot. All in all, good. A lot of stuff in there. For sure. So, the uh, next week, we're going to look at Freddy Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. where Leslie is taking uh, taking control of her own destiny here. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't go great, but it doesn't go terrible. So, master plan rating on IMDb, 8.6. That's good. It's, it's... Freddy Spaghetti, 8.7. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, these are some good episodes. It's interesting in this episode that there were three three people, three couples get introduced like future couples. Go on. Well, I'm just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do we, I mean, are we assuming people watch do this? We want to say it? Yeah. Do we want to say it? I don't know. That's, that's my question. Is this mm. spoiler free? Well, we could point back to well, it later. It's obvious that one of those couples is and uh, April and Andy, right? Like that's, there's no way, like, if you're just watching this for the first time, there's no way those two people won't end up together. Yeah, but I mean, literally me- meeting their significant other in this episode. Right, and it's about math. Yeah, yeah. yeah. opposite the track. Because it's not even Andy, right? Andy and April, because Andy and April already already met. 
Oh, uh, well, who's the third then? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. See, that's good. <laughs> There's four, four couples. Yeah. This is like a great episode. It's, this is a bringing together. Right. So it launches it. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. So good. Yeah. And we still have, have not yet met Jerry's wife. <laughs> no. So, or his family. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, I mean, this is Jerry contains multitudes. It's great. And mysteries. And uh, yeah, he's going to be great. So he's two years away from his pension. <laughs> so close. He's too old for this. So um, yeah, good episode all around. Love it. Um, yeah. So next week we're going to wrap up season two. And I don't know, should we be thinking about um, doing an official like ranking of episodes? Like, like as we come to the end of a season, like for you, like, like our, like our favorite episodes from the season. Yeah. So like doing season one wouldn't make many much sense. Wouldn't make many sense. Wouldn't make much sense because there's only six episodes. But now we're in a real full season, mm-hmm. 24 episodes. Sure. And if we have top three. Okay. From this season. All right. So, all right. And so listener, if you are listening to this and I ever figure out how to get back into that <laughs> Gmail account, uh, then please email us parksandconversation at gmail.com. And let us know, what are your top three episodes from this uh, season two of Parks and, and Parks and Rec? And then also, while you're already on your computer device, go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes. Share the podcast with people and say, yeah, I know they're not very good at recording things, mm-hmm. but like this is a good show about a show that is also really good. So it's two good things coming together. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're definitely latching on to something far, far greater than us, you know, like. Oh yeah. Like we're the more like yeah. fish that attached to the, the great white shark mm-hmm. of, of humor. Yes. That is parks and recreation. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that analogy. Okay, good. I am. I'm on board we- like a moray on a shark. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know how to That'll end work. it any better than that. So why don't we stop there? Yeah.